nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, David Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the T-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Makers Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America. Your host, Don Q. Let's go. Come on. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Sunday, February 25th, 2024. How y'all doing out there today? Everyone doing good? That's great. <laughs> and everyone thinks I'm from Florida. That's how I should talk. And that's not how I talk. So, sugar water. All right, guys. A couple things real quick before we get into the show. Um, you had a big election, or a big uh election i guess it was election yeah last night in uh, south carolina and we're gonna pretty much talk about that and i'm gonna give you my ideas on what the hell's going on with this whole uh election season but before we get to that let's talk about our sponsors and you guys you guys are my sponsors so what i'm gonna need you to do is venmo me a hundred dollars each that'll get me 50 bucks that's a half a listener. No, but seriously, guys, make sure uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on that you are subscribed to the show. You're following the show. It doesn't cost you anything. I don't do Patreon. I don't do any of those subscription-based uh, podcast situations. All you got to do is hit the plus, the follow, whatever it is on the podcast app you're listening to this on. And then please make sure that you share this with your friends, family, whoever you think needs to hear what I'm saying. And then... Um, and then, well, I already said here. If you're on Apple or Spotify, guys, make sure you can leave me a, a, a rating. You can do five-star if you feel I deserve it. If you don't feel I deserve five-star, then don't don't leave a rating. And um, on Apple, if you want to leave a review, if you want to say something about how awesome this show is from a dude that's just a dude like you, um, please do so. I'll read them on the uh, next show whenever that is, which will be tomorrow. And... Um, <laughs> Also, guys, 
Uh, make sure if you're on social media, follow us at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. Now, the Ticker Talker, if you're following us on there, you know that it's mainly a drink video. And I've got the drink for you today. Let me tell you what. It's a bottle of water. Let me take another sip here. See, here's the thing. It's Sunday. It's uh, as I'm recording right now. It's about 3:30, and uh, it's a little too early. I'm off today. I'm off tomorrow. I don't go back to work again until Tuesday, so it's a little too early to start drinking. I forgot. Go ahead and do a show. Then I get some dinner together, and I'll make a make some. You know, uh, I'll make a drink and relax tonight. Maybe I'll smoke a cigar or something. Wife said work, so I don't really have anything to do. So anyway, got taxes done. That sucks. I hate. I hate doing taxes. I really do hate it. But filed them, did the e-file situation, and they were accepted. So I was a little more at ease. I figured, okay, okay, everything's cool. I'm calm. Let's go do a show. So on that note, me having done my taxes, I'm sure you have or you're about to, and you're getting a fat, juicy refund back uh you know maybe maybe you're not maybe you're getting a couple hundred maybe you're getting a couple thousand maybe you're getting twenty thousand i don't know i don't know your situation i do know this if you are getting anything back and you want to help this show out go to the detom store the link is at the bottom of the podcast app and what you're listening to this on and that money goes straight back into the show i don't withdraw any of that money i use it for the show I'm working on some advertisements and stuff like that but unfortunately those things cost money and that's where you guys come in. I don't mind putting money into it myself, but, you know. And, or if you choose and you don't, you go to the D-Tom store, you don't really see anything you like, that's fine. I get it. I won't be hurt. Um, go to Reaper Apparel Company. That's uh, com. Use the promo code DTOM. In the promo code section, then you get 10% off your order. Now, if you're watching me on uh, on Rumble at Don't Tread on America TV, you can see the shirt I got on. It's a nice shirt. My hat here. I'm First time I've actually tried this shirt on, I, I kind of like it. So, I'm actually, myself, I'm going to go to uh, ReaperApparelCo.com and buy a couple more shirts for myself. Because I like them. I'm not just saying that. It's actually a pretty nice shirt. You can see I'm wearing it. It fits well. It's kind of kind of like a grunt style type shirt, so it's it's nice. If you guys like grunt style or nine line, you'll like this. All right. And speaking of Rumble, guys, don't forget to follow me on Rumble. Don't try on America TV. And like I said before, if you guys are listening, or I shouldn't say if, you guys are listening to this, you're hearing my voice, you're listening to the podcast, Don, why do I need to download or you know watch you on Rumble? You don't. You don't need to watch me. I mean, in all honesty, I get it. I don't want to watch myself either. I mean, I'm ugly enough. I don't need to. What I need is subscribers. Once again, Rumble is a free app. Doesn't cost you anything to have Rumble. If you use Rumble anyway versus YouTube, which you should be doing, you can um, just follow the show. It doesn't cost you anything. Same thing with your with your um, podcast situation. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on whether it's google apple spotify you know whatever it is samsung free iHeartRadio. what else are we on uh podbeam you know if you're listening to me on any of those situations those apps are free the show is free same thing with rumble so check us out follow 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 and the reason i 
I'm harping on this, and you probably hear other podcasts do the same thing, is because that helps with the algorithm, with me falling in, because I'm not a mainstream podcast. I'm just a dude. I'm, I'm just like you guys. I'm just a guy with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. I do this show. I try to get it out three times a week, and I'm trying to stay as consistent as possible, but... It's not my job, not yet. Now, once someone starts paying me a, enough money to to do this as a full-time job, I'll be here five days a week and so on and so forth. But just like you guys, I have a life. I have a job that I have to do. Um, this I don't have to do. I'm trying my best to stay consistent. And with y'all's help by following the show, subscribing to the show, whatever entities you have there, following me on social media, going to the website, dontreadamerica.com, subscribing there, you know, those types of things, following the show on on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. Those different situations help more than you realize. And it's not even a situation where any of that costs you any money. It doesn't cost you a penny. I really encourage you guys to go to the website. I don't post a lot of stuff on the website. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have that kind of time. But my score, for, for whatever reason, and, and if you guys have a website, you might understand this a little bit better than most people. But, you know, I have have the website. It's dontreadamerica.com. Now, when you when I go to the the uh the page, not not the website itself, but the the um, behind the scenes page. I don't know the word I'm looking for there, but and I'm uploading like social content or whatever I'm uploading onto that that goes through the website and it goes to all the social media platforms. I can do it on one page, but it shows me my score, right? And um, the thing that kills me is my my visits are up like fifty something percent. My interactions are up a hundred and some percent. Um, but my website score is down. Now, I think the visits and those things are more of a social media situation. So I appreciate you guys are going to the Facebook and, and Instagram and wherever you're going. But, um, you know, if you can get a little more active on the website and how you can do that is this. You go to dontreadamerica.com. You drop a line there. Hey, Don, how's it going? Great show. Everything's good. You can go to the website. You can visit the DTOM store. You can go to the website. You can link to the other platforms. And just getting that traffic up on that website. And it doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, it's. I think it's a necessary evil to have a website. I wish I had more time to maybe post stuff. Like when I do the show, I don't write a script. I don't do anything like that. I just have bullet points. And then I'll have clips or, you know, news clips or, or video clips or whatever the case may be. Um, so it's not like I can transfer what I have on a couple different shows because I'm going on vacation in a couple of weeks. And we're going to be gone for two weeks. And I really don't think I can drag <coughs> all my equipment uh, up to Kentucky. We're going up there for a couple of weeks. I am going to pro. I'm going to do four shows, at least four shows. And uh, those will be programmed to air while I'm gone. So it'll probably be a situation where they'll air probably Monday and Thursday, week one, and then another two shows at least Monday and Thursday the following two weeks. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm working on stuff, and those things aren't necessarily going to be 
current events related. They're going to be topics of stuff that concern us as American citizens. And those things are going to be a lot of written um, situations where I'm writing a script, so to speak. That's why it's taking a little longer to do it. I can usually throw a show together to talk to you guys for about an hour. And I can throw that show together in an hour. I mean, in all honesty, because I have a lot of ideas in my head of what I want to talk about. So when I have thoughts, I have to put them and I have to find stuff. And once I'm on a roll, I can find everything I'm looking for relatively quick. What I want to talk about on those four shows, four or five shows, however many I do, is going to be topical, but not current events related. And you'll understand when you're listening to it. So please make sure you're following the show. That way you get the downloads. I try to stay on the Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday situation, but with me being out of town, I'll probably just, like I said, I'll probably just do the four shows. It might be five, depending on how long I go. Um, and I, I personally believe they're very interesting. And they're subjects that, consent, that concern us every day. What I'm going to talk about concerns us as American citizens every single day. But... You don't even know what they are. And for the matter of fact, I was talking to Chris the other day. And I asked him, I'm not going to bring up the subject because I don't want you to start looking it up. I asked him about one of the things that I'm doing a show on and asked him if he knew what that was. He didn't have a clue. And once I explained to him what it was, he was like, oh, my God, no shit. And I'm like, yeah. So it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. But I think I'm going to take some of that stuff, make a blog or a vlog, blog, is it a blog, and put it on the website and try and get some traffic there too. So with your your guys' help in following and subscribing and sharing and all that stuff, uh, you do more help than you realize by just clicking that button. And it doesn't cost you a penny. All right, so let's get to the show. So like I said, I'm focusing on yesterday's election in South Carolina. And I had one question. I I, I didn't stay up late last night watching it because I don't give a fuck um, in the long run. I You pretty much know who's going to win. But prior to the election being called, um, my question to myself was, if, if Nikki Haley loses in her state, the state that she was born in, the state she was a state senator in, the state that she was governor of, the state that she lives in, her state. She's not a transplant. She's That is where she is from, born and raised, and went as far as she could go in the state as any other state resident can go. My question was this. If she loses, okay, What's what's next for Nikki Haley? So the title of this show and my question is, why is Nikki in this race and who's funding her campaigns? Because <laughs> she lost. She, she lost. I mean, and, and, and it's not even that she barely lost. This is how bad it was. This is CNN last night. Right now, we can make a major projection. Now, before I finish this, this was at 7 o'clock last night. And what I mean by 7 o'clock, not 7.10, not 7.20, not during the 7 o'clock hour. The clock struck 7 p.m., and this is what they said. 
CNN projects that Donald Trump will win the South Carolina Republican primary, defeating former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley in her home state and securing his fourth major early victory in the GOP primary season. The former president taking another critical step toward winning his third Republican presidential nomination and continuing his dominance over the race ahead of the all-important and delegate-rich Super Tuesday contests just 10 days from now. Right now, so... <laughs> that's how badly she lost in her home state. It wasn't at 7 o'clock, well, the polls are closed and things are a little too tight right now, so we'll get with you as soon as we know something, blah, 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 blah. It's 7.30, and we're not quite sure we've got 85% of the, percent of the precincts, blah, 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 blah. It's 8 o'clock, blah, 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 blah. It was 7.00 and one motherfucking second. Yeah, she lost. <laughs> and you know damn well they didn't have 100% of the precincts reported yet. That's how badly she lost. See, the way this works is this. And I'm, I don't want to talk to you guys like you're a bunch of morons. So, I, But I have to explain things because it's what I do. You have however many different voting precincts in the state. And let's say... 80% of them reported that Trump had X amount of votes, right? So the way they they can declare that whoever won is by saying, especially when there's only two people in the race, they can say, okay, well, there's 20% left, but those 20% of, of precincts only have a population of, or a voting registration, I should say, of, say, 10,000 people. And they could say, well, even if every single one of those persons vote for Nikki Haley, let's just say, she's still not going to have enough votes to beat Donald Trump, so we're going to call it. That's, that's basically how that works. So they knew enough that at – I mean, I would assume they knew enough that at 6.59, <laughs> that as soon as that shit turned to 7, they called it for Trump. And you – when you lose so badly – in your home state. And and to paint a bigger picture, let's say DeSantis was still in the race, okay? And let's say it came to Florida, where only Republicans vote in the primary. And I'll get to all that here in a second. Um, but let's say this it was uh let's say it was Trump, DeSantis, and Haley. That's all that's left. It comes to Florida and Trump whoops DeSantis's ass. Do you would you expect that DeSantis would stay in it? I would think that at that case he would step out. I mean, he's already done that because whatever. But Trump is actually, or I'm sorry, DeSantis is actually a pretty popular governor in this state. Now, he might not be popular with the Democrats and stuff like that, and that's fine. I, I get it. But in the state of Florida, the primaries are by uh, party affiliation. It's not anybody and their brother can go vote. You have to be a registered Republican to vote in this particular primary. So um, with that being said, you would have X amount of Republicans voting. And if DeSantis got his ass kicked, that pretty much sends you a clear message. Now, in the state of South Carolina, Nikki Haley, by all accounts, wasn't a horrible governor, but she wasn't terribly popular. Okay, 
So for her to lose by 20 points or so in that state says a lot. And I'm going to tell you that even even though she only even that she only lost by 20 points, that number is actually misleading. And and I'll get to all that here in just a minute, but this is what she had to say after she got her ass handed to her in the primary. There there are huge numbers of voters in our Republican primaries who are saying they want an alternative. I said earlier this week that no matter what happens in South Carolina, I would continue to run for president. I'm a woman of my word. So, you heard what she said. So, my question began with that. Why? So far, Nikki Haley's campaign has spent $76 million so she could lose to Donald Trump in Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. And Nevada... (laughs) which she technically didn't lose to Donald Trump. She lost to nobody. She literally lost to nobody. And I covered this a couple weeks ago when this happened. It's not that she lost to nobody. People actually went and voted for nobody. They voted for nobody. None of the above. Right? We talked about this. So it actually took effort for people to go and vote for nobody. Now, to her dumbassery, it wouldn't have mattered if she had won that anyway because in Nevada, it's not about that. It's a caucus state like Iowa is. So Trump whooped her ass there. Now, in all fairness, she technically wasn't in the caucus. She was on the ballot. That meant zero. Even if she got 100% of the votes in Nevada on that ballot, it wouldn't have mattered because... It wouldn't have counted. It's a caucus state. You understand what I'm saying? But the fact that she spent money to be on that ballot, because it cost money. You just can't be on the ballot. It cost you money. Well, someone money. And you lost to nobody. <laughs> People went and said, you know what? Here, Here's my decisions. Here's my choices. I got no one. I got Nikki Haley. I got Bob Johnson, I got Kermit the Frog, and I got uh, whoever. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and fill in the oval here for nobody. That's I mean, I'm sorry to say this, but if I was running for president or whatever, and I lost to nobody, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and have to go ahead and quit. So. And in South Carolina itself, her home state where she should have been queen, she should have been able to be like, I'm Nikki Haley, motherfuckers. I'm winning this state. Because that tends to happen. You usually see in primaries, whether it's Republican or Democrat, where whoever is from whatever state, like let's just say Democratic, uh, for, for example, four years ago, Biden won Delaware. Well, no shit, right? And you had other people win their particular states until they all pretty much vanished 
But to get beat in your home state so badly, and you spent, I think I, think I read she spent $14, $15 million in the state in advertising and so on and so forth, compared to Trump's $1 million. Trump spent a million, it was a million something, million four, I think it was, where she spent 14 more million dollars than he spent in advertising and whatnot. And she still lost. And it's not like, it's not like she's advertising in a state that nobody knows who the fuck she is. It's not like she's DeSantis and he's trying to get the word out. She was your governor. She, um, by all accounts, I mean, hell, I'll pull up her Wikipedia here real quick. She, uh, let's see. So she was in the House of Representatives in South Carolina from 2005 to 2011. After that, she uh, was the governor from 2011 to 2017. So for a solid 12, 13 years, she was in state politics not local, the city of, you know, whatever, Columbia. I don't know wherever she's from. Um, I know it's not Columbia, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, South Carolina, is, uh, she was the mayor. She was a state representative for the state and the governor of the state. So it's pretty safe to say that the majority of the people who live in South Carolina knew who the fuck she was, right? But yet you lost by 20 points. And... As close as that number is, uh, Trump had 50-whatever, she had 30-whatever. As close as that number is, it's actually a lot further apart than it would appear. Now, the, the fact that South Carolina, like she said in her, in her little message there, in these Republican primaries, blah, blah, blah. The thing is about what she said is not necessarily true. Now, Iowa Republican caucus, New Hampshire Republican primary, uh, Nevada is weird. It, like I said, it's the caucus is what counts. And then South Carolina is a straight voting state. It's a open primary. It's not a Republican primary. It's an open primary. What does that mean? What that means is if you, okay, in the state of Florida, this is how it works. So March 19th, we vote here for whoever, Trump, Haley, and actually I got a sample ballot the other day. It actually still has everybody's name on the ballot. So you still have Trump, Haley, DeSantis, Vivek, Tim Scott, whoever else is on there. There's like eight people on there. Um, I think Chris Christie's still on there, Mike Pence. I mean, it's, it's pretty full ballot. Um, but if, uh, if I am not registered as a party affiliation, if I'm an independent, um, I can't vote. If I'm a Democrat, I can't vote. It's a Republican primary. That's what that means. In South Carolina, it's an open primary. Now, the only names on the ballot was Trump and Haley. But what that means is if I'm a registered Republican, if I'm a registered independent, you know, how whatever the the wording is on their on their situation there, I can vote. Now, why does that matter? And why am I even talking about it? Well, because Nikki Haley lost in her home state. 
by 20 points. And I'm telling you, when I tell you 20 points is actually a bigger gap than it sounds like. If you're looking at it and, oh, he, you know, was 50-something to 30-something. Um, okay, if it was a football game and she lost 50 to 30, she got her ass kicked. It's safe to say, right? But if it's a situation where 14 of her points were scored because the referees looked the other way on some plays, then she really got her ass kicked. Because, you know, you know, it, as guys, we have this conversation. Oh, yeah, you know, they lost, you know, they lost 50 to 30. But really, it was, if you're the winning team, yeah, we beat them 50 to 30. But really, you know, two of those touchdowns they scored was some bullshit play because the, the referee, da-da-da. We all have that conversation. We've all done it before. Or you've even seen situations where, oh, the game isn't as close as it appears because, you know, they were up by four touchdowns and then they the other team scored two in the last two minutes to make it closer, but they still didn't have a chance. And um, you have a state with an open primary. Now, Trump got the most votes of any Republican in the past during this case, but I think it's because more people voted in this case. Now, in that state... You had Trump got 50-something percent of the vote of an open primary. She got 30-something percent of the vote in an open primary. Now, for a fact of the matter is this. You have a picture. I You can't see this because I, I don't know how to operate Rumble 100%, but I'm going to explain it to you. So I'm looking at a picture of the state of uh, South Carolina. Now, the only areas that Nikki Haley won were typically areas that Democrats would normally win. So you're probably you're talking uh, just probably city locations. I'm probably like Myrtle Beach, Columbia. You know, I don't know all the locations here. It's just a blank map. But um, so you have a situation where. Um, you literally had Democrats going out and voting for Nikki Haley. Not that they care that she would be president. It's, that's not the point. They're voting against Trump. So I would assume in the deep reaches of the Democratic Party, and some, if, if you're a Democrat in South Carolina, you're probably not listening to this, but you were probably on some sort of a thread, whether it be through Facebook, whether it be through Twitter, whatever. You, you're following certain people on those platforms, and they probably said, listen, folks, we're, we're 100% Biden, but you need to go out and vote for Nikki Haley so we can get Trump's ass kicked. It wasn't. It has nothing to do with wanting Nikki Haley to be president. It's to not have Trump be going against Biden. That's the goal here. So any other state in this country that has an open primary, and I probably probably should have looked that up before I did the show, and I just thought about it just now, but anyway. <laughs> you're going to see, as long as she stays in the race, you're going to see that situation. Now, next couple of weeks, it'll be interesting because there's a lot of states that start to vote in the next couple of weeks, and you'll get a real sense of what what she's all about. Um, and I was watching Fox this morning. Okay, whatever. I, I'd rather watch that than CNN or MSNBC. So it is what it is. Um, and they had these two gentlemen on there. And, uh, not that it matters, but they were both black. Uh, one was a Democrat and the other one was a Republican. Okay. And um, 
the the uh, the lady doing the interview uh, was asked. Both of the gentlemen said said to the Democrat guy, "Were you voting for Nikki Haley or were you voting against Donald Trump?" His answer: "I'm voting against Donald Trump." And the other guy obviously voted for Donald Trump. And that's what I mean by she lost by 20 points. But realistically, I guarantee you that was a lot worse because I'd be willing to bet that Trump's numbers, I would say the majority of his votes probably came from Republicans, maybe independents. Um, He actually got more women votes than Nikki Haley. I think it was two to one, if I remember that correctly which is pretty substantial considering Trump is such a womanizer and he's grabbing people by the pussy and Nikki Haley is a woman, (laughs) right? (laughs) That should tell you a lot right there. But the fact that I bet you her percentage, and I don't know that there is any way for them to know this, but I would be willing to bet her 30-whatever percent was probably in the 20s because you had... A substantial amount of people that went out and voted for her that weren't voting for her. They were voting against Trump. And I can guarantee you that's the case because you have a person who got her ass kicked a couple of weeks ago by nobody. I mean, it was literally a Jim Carrey in the movie Liar, Liar moment. I'm kicking my ass. You know, he was getting beat by nobody. Right. She got beat. By nobody. And in her home state, the only reason it was as close, if you want to call it that, as it was, was because she had Democrats voting for her. Now, I asked the question when I started this show, why is she still in it and who's who's funding all of this? Because surely if you're a Republican donor, you can't you can't be thinking that she's the horse that you want to back. So Here are some of the names, some of the billionaires that are backing Nikki Haley as a Trump alternative. So, one of the biggest names on this list is billionaire LinkedIn co-founder and Democratic donor, Democratic donor, Democratic donor, Reed Hoffman. Now, he gave $250,000 to support former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley's GOP presidential primary campaign joining a growing list of deep-pocketed donors supporting Haley as many view her as the best alternative to former President Donald Trump. Now, here's the thing. Before I read the rest of the names, this guy, if the name sounds familiar, it should because he's the one that bankrolled, I can't even think of her name, that chick that sued his ass up there in New York for doing or raping her or not raping her or whatever you know, and now she's going to go blow the money on cocaine and apartments or whatever she said. Um, he's also the one responsible for helping with these other situations in Atlanta and New York. This guy has the biggest heart on for Donald Trump to go away for whatever reason. I mean, I've never in my life hated somebody so bad that I'm spending millions of dollars for this person to go away. But the key thing is this. It's not that this guy, Reed Hoffman, is a Republican donor. He is a staunch Democratic donor. And what that means is this. That means, let's say, for shits and giggles, that Nikki Haley wins. 
Let's say she beats Trump. It's not going to happen, but for sake of argument, we're going to say that that's the case. Do you honestly think that Reed Hoffman's going to give her campaign one more motherfucking penny after that? No, he's going to focus on the Democratic nominee, whether that's Biden or whoever it is. I personally believe it's going to be Biden. They're going to push him to the finish line. Uh, win, law, win, lose, or draw, or by hook or crook or whatever, if he wins, then I think you see Biden leave office after the fact. But you won't see anything until after November. My, my prediction, I'm going with that. I don't care what anyone else says about Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom or whoever else. I'm telling you right now, they're not going to do that. It's going to be Biden. Mark my words. Now, I'm not saying that Biden's going to win and beat Trump. I'm not saying that. But all the other things you can get out of your mind. That's just father for these people to get you interested in and in, in have a conversation. It's not going to happen. And as much, it, <laughs> let me put it this way. <laughs> Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama or anyone like that replacing Biden at the Democratic uh, convention is about as likely as Haley beating Trump. But for the sakes of this argument, we're going to say that she beat Trump. Reed Hoffman isn't going to give two shits about Nikki Haley after that. So why does he give a shit now? Well, because the longer she stays in the race, the more money, the way it works out right now is this. Until the Republican committee makes, uh, how do I want to say this? Until one of them wins the Republican nomination, okay? Now, the way it works is just like voting for president, you get delegates, so state by state by state, you acquire delegates. And did I say delegates? <laughs> delegates. <laughs> and once you get to a certain number, then you win the nominee. Okay. So if Nikki Haley were to drop out, if Nikki Haley were to say, you know what? Trump kicked my ass in South Carolina. I'm done. Good job. Good race. Uh, however, I'm a sore loser and I choose not to endorse him. He can go fuck himself. Whatever. But if she were to drop out, then what happens is... Trump doesn't necessarily have to spend so much of his money per se. Not that he's spending his money. It's campaign donations and whatnot. But then the the money switches from Trump-backed situation to Republican-backed situation where the pockets are a lot deeper. So the longer she stays in this, the longer that these Democratic donors can keep pushing money towards her to keep going, whether knowing she's going to lose. They just want to keep her in it as long as possible. The, like I said, she could stay in it until the very end, until he has enough delegates. Now, after that, it's not going to matter. And that'll probably happen sooner than later. But the longer she stays in it, the more money that he has to come up with, the more money he's got to find, the more money you've got to send to him. And that pocket of Republican money still stays until they declare a winner. So Hoffman, a frequent Trump critic who has helped finance various efforts against the former president, president recent, recently, if I could talk, donated 250000 to a super PAC for her. And uh, he's not the only moneyed Democrat donor getting behind Haley. J.P. Morgan Chase, Jamie Dimon, who has said he has been in contact with Haley, but did stop short of saying he endorses her. 
Now, I will say this about this article. I think this was, yeah, this was from December. Now, as of lately, Jamie Dimon has gotten a little bit more behind uh, Trump. I don't know financially, but verbally he has because uh, as businessmen, I think he sees the writing on the wall. Um, New Hampshire New Hampshire billionaire Frank Lunken, Lunken, who has donated to both Republicans and Democrats over the year, have recently endorsed Haley and co-founded a new super PAC, Independence Moving the Needle, designed to sway independent supporter. Uh, Charles Koch, backed PAC, uh, super PAC, uh, Americans for Prosperity, which reportedly raised $70 million in the first half of the year, including $25 million from the from billionaire Koch and his nonprofit groups endorsed Haley, citing in internal polling that shows she is the best chance of defeating President Biden. Yeah, I don't see where that is. Um, and then you have other billionaires who previously expressed support for uh, DeSantis are now moving to Haley. So you do have a portion of, of Republican donors and Republican individuals who don't like Trump. For whatever reason, they don't like Trump. And that's fine. Each each to their own. So they're backing her. And then and that's fine. I, I if you're a Republican and you're re- backing a Republican, cool. It's the Democrats that are doing this that that drives me a little crazy and you have to wonder what the reason is. Now, she also made mention of not giving up right in the speech i played and what does that mean now there's a lot of speculation going around that will she assuming she loses the republican nominee which is more than likely going to happen sooner than later does she switch to a no labels party an independent situation whatever and there's a lot of people asking that question. Now, the problem with that is this. Not just yet, but from what it all appears to be, in 28 states, they have a law, what's called a, the sore loser law. And what that means is that the longer she goes into this primary as a Republican nominee and loses, she can then not be on the ballot as an independent or another party affiliation. You understand what I'm saying? So in all honesty, she'd be better off getting out now before she loses in these states because once she loses in some of these states, then she cannot be on the final ballot. So I don't know that that's a possibility. Once again, I think that could be a situation of people just trying to create a conversation. And that's fine. So the longer, in my opinion, the longer that she stays in this as a Republican nominee, the worse of a chance of her being a third-party candidate. Um, Just because these, not all states, but more than half of them have these laws. So the longer she goes... And hits these states, and if she loses in these states, then she can't flip the script. So there is that. So I, I don't understand where people are seeing this. If they just knew the law of these states, then they would know that it's not a. The longer she stays in, the least of a po- possibility of her being 
in the mix. Now, polling that no one's really talking about is is interesting to me. And and I am kind of a fan of this person, not to say that I'd necessarily think that I would want him as president just because of his stance on gun control. But uh, Robert Kennedy is polling rather high in polls. They've showed it being pretty much a three way race between him, Trump and and um, and Biden. So I think in, in all honesty, it's this. You can you can hate Trump, you can love Trump, you can hate Biden, you can love Biden, you can love our you know Robert Kennedy. You can hate Robert Kennedy. I would say of the three, this will be interesting to see what happens if if Nikki Haley drops out. You'll see, I think you'll see a lot of momentum swing Robert Kennedy because you do have a faction of Republicans that can't stand Trump. Now, I think the Democratic supporters of Haley, if she drops out or when she drops out, will just go and focus on Biden, and that'll be that. But the Republican faction very well could swing to Kennedy. Now, if you don't know this, you could be asking me the question right now. Well, that would be the same thing, Don. You'd have Republican donors backing a Democratic candidate. Not true, because... Uh, Kennedy's actually running now as an independent. He's not running as a Democrat. So there is that. So you will see a swing, and I think that's why he's polling as high as he is, because I think if you put those three names on a list, you're going to have a three-way split. So that's why it is important that if, 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 if Nikki Haley is a Republican, and and in all honesty, probably should be thanking Trump. You know, he gave her a little bit more of a of a notoriety than than she is. I mean, he made her an you know ambassador to the UN when he was president. You would think she'd be a little thankful. So obviously, there's some bad blood there for some reason or another. But the thing that's really kind of pissing me off about Nikki Haley is this. And, and I'm going to ask a question, and I'm, I can't expect an answer because I can't hear you, and I don't take phone calls because this isn't live. And um, that would be the interesting thing about getting a following on Rumble or whatever. We could have these conversations. And I encourage you to answer this question if you so choose. If, if, you, if you don't know this and, and, or you're kind of pissed off about this, please and you're following the show on one of the platforms, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, True Social, or uh, Twitter X, um, I'm asking this question. Prior to Nikki Haley running for president, how many of you guys even knew that she was an Indian American? Not Indian like, you know, they own a casino, but Indian like they came from, thank you, come again, you know, those, those folks over yonder there, India. How many of you, honestly, honestly, before she ran for president, how many of you guys even knew she was an Indian American? I didn't. And I think more recently, especially with her running for president, she's trying to lean on her heritage and in different ways. One way of saying that, oh, you know, I grew up in, uh, where, where was she born? 
She was born in South Carolina. <laughs> no shit, right? Uh, blah, blah, blah. It was some, uh, I guess, uh, Bamberg. So she was born in Bamberg, South Carolina. Okay. I'm not from South Carolina. I don't know where it's at. You know, it is what it is. Bamberg obviously isn't a big town. Uh, as a matter of fact, the last census, it had 3,600 people. So she has come out and said that Bamberg, where I grew up in Bamberg, was a very racist town. And, um, you, if you did not know anything about Nikki Haley, you would, if you didn't know her growing up, okay, if you weren't from Bamberg, South Carolina, and you didn't know that Nimarata, uh, Rondawa is Nikki Haley, you didn't go to school with her, only way you know her, even if you're from South Carolina, the only way you know her is because she was a House representative and she was your governor. But she ran as Nikki Haley. She didn't run as Nimarata Rondawa. She ran as Nikki Haley. She didn't even run as Nimarata Haley because she was married. She ran as Nikki Haley. You understand what I'm saying? She never ran on her heritage. And even so, it's not like today she's using that. But... Prior to this, you wouldn't unless you looked up her Wikipedia page, you wouldn't have known that. I guarantee you no one knew that. With with the exception of the people that she grew up around. The people that went to school with her, maybe she went by Nikki in school, but she didn't go by Nikki Haley because I'm pretty sure she wasn't married in middle school or high school. She probably wasn't married till down the road. <laughs> As a matter of fact, she was married in nineteen ninety six. So all her time running for office from 05 to current, she was Nikki Haley. Okay. Um, so if you knew Nikki, Nimarata Nikki Ron, Rondawa, you knew her. And I'm assuming she probably went by Nikki Rondawa in, you know, in, in school. So if you grew up with her and you went to school with her, you knew her as the Ron, as Nikki Rondawa. So those couple of hundred people that knew her as such knew her as a Indian. Uh, her parents were from, uh, they were from somewhere. Hold on. I had it. I had it. It, It's, it it doesn't matter. They're from India. Okay. They, they came here legally. They didn't cross the border. They didn't, you know, do anything crazy. They came here looking for a better life. Both of which mother and father were, uh, scholars you know um let's see her parents were ski parents not that they skied that's a religion if i'm not mistaken right ski uh yeah indian religion so she is from uh or they are from amristar punja india her father i'm not trying to say his name mr rondawa we'll say that was a professor at punjab agriculture university her mother raj Randawa received her law degree from the University of Delhi. Parents migrated uh, from India to Canada Received uh, after her dad received a scholarship offer from the University of British Columbia. After he received his Ph.D. in 1969, they moved to South Carolina where he was a professor of biology and uh, at Veruhi's College, a historical black institution, in Denmark, South Carolina. He retired from teaching in 98. Raj, the mom, 
earned her master's degree in education and taught for seven years in Bamberg Public Schools. In May of 76, she opened a popular women's clothing boutique, Exotica International, West Columbia. At age 12, Nikki Rondawa began helping with bookkeeping in the clothing shop in 93. The Rondawas opened a gentleman's quarters, a male counterpart to Exotica. The store closed in 08 upon Raj's retirement from merchandising. So, interesting part about this, in her racist upbringing, you know, because she said she was surrounded by racism, her father, who was an Indian, or from India, uh, taught in historical black college. Um, now, I'm assuming when she says racist, she's referring to white folk as her as being racist towards her Indian heritage, is what I'm assuming she meant by that. Um, but she was elected to House of Representatives and subsequently then to governor in a state that she claims is a racist area because, I would assume because she didn't run as uh, Nimarata Rondawa, she ran as Nikki Haley. And she's got a Southern draw to her because regardless of her folks and where they're from, she was born and raised in South Carolina, so she's going to have a little bit of an accent to her. She's not, Alicia, I'm running for governor, and I really appreciate that we get three votes at a time and leave your backpacks at the door. It's not like that, okay? She voted, or she ran as a, what appeared to be a white female, which is fine. And I could give two shits that her folks are from India, and she's of Indian heritage. I don't care. I don't care if she's white. I don't care if she's black. I don't care if she's, uh, you know, from India. I, I don't care. As long as she's an American citizen, I don't give a fuck. Okay? The thing is, is with identity politics, it's more important to the people that are claiming the identity than it is to the people that look at the identity. I don't care that... Uh, Kamala Harris is whatever color she is. I don't care that Joe Biden is white or Trump is white and Nikki Haley pretended to be white, but she's really not. I mean, in all honesty, she's not. Um, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> you, what are you doing for me? I don't care, you know, about Vivek's uh, heritage. I don't, I don't care. I don't care about Tim Scott. I, I, it doesn't matter to me. White, black, brown, I don't give a shit. What are you going to do for me as an American citizen? That's all I care about. Okay? But the fact that now everyone has to know that she is parents or, you know, her folks are from India and she's da-da-da-da-da, she's making sure you know that. Why? Well, because when she loses, she can say that everyone's racist and they weren't ready to have, you know, an Indian uh, heritage American, whatever, whatever the terminology there is, to be president. Well, if I'm not mistaken, not that we care about her being vice president, but I'm pretty sure, even though I heard a news person refer to her as African-American, uh, I'm talking about Kamala Harris, uh, she's not African-American, technically. She is uh, Jamaican-American or Jamaican-Indian-American. There's nothing African about her. Just because she has a shade of brown to her doesn't mean that she is a black person or that she is African-American. She's a black, she is a person of color, I guess we could say, because she has color and she's a person. But the term African-American is in the name itself, which means you have to be a person uh, with lineage from the, con the continent, I guess, of Africa. 
Okay. Technically, if you were from Egypt and you lived here, we would refer to you as not African American because you, we assume in a country of racist that you're uh, what we would refer to as a haji. No offense to those folks that are listening. I'm sure you're not, but whatever. Um, but technically, you're African American. If someone moved here, I'm okay. Elon Musk, for example, <laughs> African American. He's not black. Who said he had to be? Africa. He's from Africa, South Africa. He's African American. Period. The I didn't make up the words, folks. I didn't make up the words. If you want to say that an African American has to be a black person, then you are the racist. I'm using the words as they are defined. African American, which means it's a person with lineage from the continent. Continent. Of Africa. Africa is not a country full of black people. It is not a continent full of black people. There are whites. There are brown. There are different ethnicities that live in that continent. Period. So before you want to call someone like me a racist because I don't give a shit about her being, her parents being from India, that doesn't matter to me. You in turn are actually the racist. The people that use identity in anything, whether it's politics or whatever, are the actual racist. And they use words and they use phrases and they try and flip and turn everything around to make you look like the racist. When in all honesty, that's not the case. I'm not saying that there aren't people in this country that are racist. But I'm also saying that a lot of the people that are racist aren't necessarily white. Not everybody that's white is a racist, and not everybody that's racist is white. There's people from India that are racist. <laughs> Surprise. There are people from Asia that are racist. There are people from Africa and the different countries in it that, yes, are racist. It works always, unfortunately. It's the world we live in. It's not the America we live in. It's the world. That's just how it is. But... My question is, if I didn't already ask it, I don't want to go another 20 minutes asking this question. If you want to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, True Social, at Don't Trend on America, or on the Twitter X Machine, Detail underscore 1775, or you want to email me at uh, DonQ at Don't Trend on America dot com, the simple question is this. How many of y'all knew that Nikki Haley was, or her folks were, from India and that she is what you would consider an India Indian American not a Native American but an Indian American and I guess the subsection to that question part two part B whatever you want to call it do you give a shit <laughs> so in closing I have one other thing now in these states they do what they call our exit polls one of the questions in the exit poll was do you think Biden's legit that Biden legitimately won in 2020 and the interesting thing about this and I'm going to play this clip this is from CNN so you'll hear the guy kind of lose his shit um now this <laughs> this was uh 2 hours prior to the polls closing when that when this was on the air and once again I'm going to point out the fact that 
although they say South Carolina Republican primary, this is an open primary. It just happens to be Republican candidates running. Okay, number one. Number two is the amount of people that voted and then answered this exit poll, because it doesn't say these percentages is not out of 100 people. It's just these are the exit polls. So you ask this question to everyone that voted that in a race you also had Democrats and independents voting, and this wasn't just Republicans voting. And I'm going to play this clip and let it explain itself. Do you think Biden legitimately won the 2020 election? Here in South Carolina, in this primary today, only a third, 32%, say that he did legitimately win. Only a third give the correct answer to this question. Two-thirds, 65%, wrongly say that Joe Biden did not legitimately win the 2020 election, but that is what they believe, obviously. Okay, I'm going to stop it real quick. Is there a right or a wrong answer to this? This is a an opinion-based question. There's no right or wrong answer. After hearing so much of that uh, from Donald Trump and others, again, that, do you think... So the key is this, is you could tell this guy's a little unhinged about the question. You guys asked the question, do you think Biden legitimately won in 2020? 32% said, yes, I think he did. 65% said, no. So... Of the people that voted in this primary, 65% said no. 32% said yes, which still means you had a couple of percentages in there that said they didn't know, they didn't care, or whatever. And 32 answered correctly, blah, blah, blah. 65 answered incorrectly, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's their opinion. They don't believe that he won legitimately. That's fine. And it's not, oh, it's because of Donald Trump's rhetoric, blah, blah, blah. So what you're telling me is in a race that had Democrats also voting, there was a percentage of those people <laughs> that said, yeah, I don't think he won legitimately because she didn't get 32% of the vote. Think about it. Think about that. Then think about this. If you think I tried to hit you, do you think that I would miss? If you guys know the answer to who sung that, email that to me too. <laughs> All right, guys. With that being said, guys, please, please, there it is. <laughs> please uh, uh, follow us on social media, Don't Tread on America, on Facebook, Instagram, True Social. And on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And don't forget about the website, DoomTreadAmerica.com. Guys, please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please make sure that you are following the show. You subscribe. You do all that fun stuff. Whatever the button is there, please make sure you press it. And then um, also uh, words. Oh, don't forget about the DTOM store and uh, ReaperApparelCo.com. Check them out. Use promo code DTOM. Get 10% off at the DTOM store. It is free shipping, so it'll save you some money there. Guys, other than that, have a great Sunday. I'm thinking I'm going to be back tomorrow. We'll see. Follow the show. If I'm not here tomorrow, I'll definitely be back on Tuesday. You guys have a fantastic day, and I'll talk to you later.